Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance, avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am your host, Shelby Shear. Hello. Hello, <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, wait, wrong podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, and I'm here with... Jason Shear. And we are here this evening slash morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast, to discuss the Arizona versus Colorado football game. Calm down, Shelby. I, I know you're just, excited. I've been so waiting for this one uh, to preview the Colorado offense. Um, Some will say it's offensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't, t- don't tell that to a Colorado fan, though. They might jump all over you. Yeah, they're mad at me because I, I pointed out, if you go on my Twitter earlier, <laughs> Colorado offensive coordinator Mike Sanford uh, liked the tweet where I... Now, they said positive things about the quarterback, so maybe he didn't realize that the title was to fire Carl Burrell, but the offensive coordinator of Colorado liked a tweet that said that his boss should be fired. So, I mean... Everything's fine in Colorado. I mean, things aren't going great in Denmark. And Denver, that's a Hamlet Colorado. reference for mm-hmm. you. I know Hamlet. I can recite it right now. Really? <clears throat> Let's hear it. Juliet. Ro- uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Romeo. Nope. I know Hamlet very well. I was an English teacher. You were an I English teacher, Hamlet, and you taught so Hamlet. Eat it. So you didn't, you didn't remember me. Flights of Angels, sing thee to thy okay, rest. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Is this a football podcast? No, or a... it's a Shakespeare takeover, baby. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Again, she's on the air horn in the background. <laughs> Shakespeare. That would be really cool. Shakespeare. That's quite an idea. But we'll move on. By the way, if I wanted to watch Hamlet, I would just watch The Lion King. Or That's Macbeth. true. Ooh, no, that was a deep cut. No, The Lion King. Yeah. Which one is Macbeth? Or is that... No. The Lion King is basically a cartoon version of Hamlet. Yeah. With a happy ending. Yeah. But, you know. Whatever. Macbeth is the one in Scotland with the king situation. Yeah, is there a movie, a cartoon that's just like Macbeth? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> anyway. Who's the expert now? Someone will tell us, I'm sure. Who's the expert now? Oh, man. We really don't want to talk about the Colorado offense, um, do we? Actually, I've been laying here thinking about me and a buffalo. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Yeah, you, you really were laying around doing that a lot then, if that's what you were thinking about. Okay, I'm going to rein it in here, and we are going to get this football talk started. Shakespeare in football. I mean, I think that would be the best podcast. Where art thou, Colorado <laughs> offense? Yonder, and how far? <laughs> That's the real tragedy. Oh my God, this is good. I know. I like it. We'll just start peppering. Our challenge for this podcast is to use 
Shakespearean quotes or language. Colorado's I dare you. Colorado's basically the Capulets of the football game on Saturday. <laughs> am I right? Oh, Roman and Juliet, such a good play. That's all I know anymore. Anyway. Okay. Well, hopefully it won't end in a tragedy like Romeo. No. Uh, we won't poison ourselves, and we're I mean, not we going to stab ourselves. By watching Arizona-Colorado, we might as well poison There's ourselves. There's so many parallels with Shakespeare and Arizona <laughs> football right now. Okay. Okay. Who's, who's the drunk character in Shakespeare plays? Mer- oh, Falstaff. Yeah, so Kevin Sumlin. There we go. <laughs> yeah, boom. Okay. Right, well, I'm getting sued now, so go ahead. You're fine. Okay. Uh, number, I haven't, by the way, haven't seen these questions, everyone, so it's very exciting. They're very deep, deep cuts. Uh, before we get started, not talking about Shakespeare, let's be blunt here. How bad is this Colorado team? How bad? So, um, I, <laughs> usually I read the opposing team's game notes on Monday. It is now Tuesday night in Colorado. SIT's like, you know what? Who's reading this crap? So there's no game notes for Colorado yet. <laughs> we did a question and answer with the Colorado uh, publisher where my question was basically, how bad is Colorado? I said, Colorado wasn't expected to be good, but this is pretty bad. And he said, the run defense has been horrendous and a bunch of stuff you'll read in Wildcat Authority. But my favorite was, yes, the Buffaloes even rank super low nationally in punting. So... You know, it, Colorado was never expected to be good. It was either last place or 11th place in the conference with Arizona being the other team. Uh, I think we're at the point where, you know, Colorado is through four games, I believe, 0-4. They haven't covered the spread, and some of those spreads were like UCLA was 21.5. Minnesota was like 28, and they still haven't covered. It is a very bad football team. It is Arizona last year bad. Um, they're going to fire Carl Durrell. It's just a matter of when. My prediction is that when Arizona wins on Saturday, Carl Durrell is fired on Sunday because they have a bye week. Maybe they'll fire him on the field that night. Yeah, so I'm actually, I want to be on the field. We need the to have a camera on him. So I can see Carl Durrell and see if Rick George makes the trip to Colorado. That is actually something I will legitimately have an eye on. But um, Colorado's the worst team Arizona's faced this season by far. I don't, I don't think it's close. They're not very good. Um, some of their better players are actually injured. They don't have a lot of talent. And football often comes down to how much talent do you have. And what's crazy is when you look at Colorado, and this is also, I could probably say it's tomorrow, but um, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon. Makai Blackman, cornerback, USC. Jared Broussard, running back, Michigan State. Uh, Brendan Rice, top wide receiver, USC. Mark Perry, safety, TCU. Dimitri Stanley, Iowa State. They lost their best players. Their best players left Colorado. Had those guys returned, they probably would have been pretty decent. And, like, it, it just, I mean, Broussard left. He has 35 carries in four games. And he's, like, his high is 15 carries against Akron. But, like, the last two games, he has 10 carries combined. He went to Michigan State to get 10 carries. He could have stayed at Colorado and probably got 30 a game. But that's just a situation that uh, Colorado is is in, and it's just uh, it, it's just they're bad. I mean, and, and I know, look, like David Woods in the UCLA say had a good tweet where he was like, uh, "You say you, Colorado is gonna give UCLA a game." What I hear, I don't watch any college football ever. Like there is, and I know crazy things can happen, 
but I want to make it abundantly clear that I've pretty much defended Jed after losses and all that. If Arizona loses to Colorado, I'm going to sit back and say, say what you want. Because it is NAU. It'd be, it'd be indefensible. Right, it is. The bad. problem when we were watching Colorado this weekend is they started off well. It's that adrenaline, you know, their their first couple of plays that you know UCLA doesn't know how to read them. They, you know, it started to look really good very for a very short time, and then UCLA is a superior team. Obviously, you know things progressed. There, Colorado is a facade of a team, just like Arizona was last year. Well, and the thing that's funny is we say they started off good. They were only averaging 2.9 yards of play when we said that. Yeah, but it was the eye test. It was the fact that they moved the ball more than five yards. We're like, right. oh, shit, here comes Colorado. It wasn't, gr- it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't great football, but it was – the expectation was you were expecting it to be like they were throwing the ball the wrong way and they actually were moving the chains. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's – it's basically just this hollowed-out shell of a team. Arizona lost to Colorado 34 to nothing last season. And we've said that every game. Throw that out. It is so meaningless. It is beyond meaningless. It means nothing, Shelby. You know what else means nothing? What? The fact that when Juliet... No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll circle back around to some Shakespeare. Uh, but... The Buffs seem to have found something at quarterback, at least. What can you tell us about that position? Yeah, so you kind of said it. Like, it's not like Owen McCown went, threw for 900 yards. It's the fact that they found something that looked decent. So when he arrived, he, as a quarterback, as a freshman quarterback, arrived on campus in June, which is super difficult to do. Uh, then he got to number three on the depth chart before the season after having a nice camp. Then Brandon Lewis and Shrout uh, struggled to be good at all. I mean, they were bad to start the season. It was brutal. So they put McCown in the final minutes of the Minnesota game in a complete blowout. He goes 4-7 for 52 yards. And then they're like, you know what? How bad can this get? Might as well give the freshman a chance. Um, the first thing is you got to know he is 6-2, which is decent, but he's only 175 pounds. Um, he's a tough kid. You know, we were watching that UCLA game. And he took quite a few hits and got up. He's also mobile. He, he runs very well. He is a, a very solid athlete. Um, crazy stat. So he led the Buffs on two touchdown drives against UCLA. It's the first time, it was the first time all season Colorado scored two touchdowns in a game. <laughs> so he had 258. It was the most for a Colorado quarterback since the 2020 finale. Um, he's a lefty. His father's Josh McCown. Uh, you know, his, his uncle's Luke McCown. Those are NFL guys. He's got some pedigree. Right. The left-handing is interesting because Arizona has no one on scout team to be a lefty. There's no lefty quarterback. I think Dorian Singer played a little, you know, quarterback in high school, whatever it is, but they're not going to run him at scout team. They're, maybe they'll have a graduate assistant. I don't know what they're going to do. But it, it's hard to, to replicate that when you don't have a guy on I mean, the roster. Who's a lefty quarterback? The only left left-handed people we know is uh, one of our daughters and my dad. Yeah, before the press conference, we looked up best left-handed quarterbacks. Steve Young was a lefty. Right. Mark Brunel was a lefty stabler. So there's been some. It's not like some long list of, but it, it is a unique situation. Uh, he's he's solid. I mean, it, it, but the thing that you got to also realize is, like, he's a true freshman. This will be his second start. So the mistakes are inevitable. Um, I actually didn't like how Carl Durrell handled. I don't like Carl Durrell at all, but 
I don't like how he handled the kid's start. I thought the kid played rather well for true freshman and Darrell's talking about all the stuff that they would want back as if they have a better replacement or situation. It was stupid. He should have just spent the time complimenting the freshman on, you know, staying up. But um, he... Completing a pass. Right. Like, he's he's mobile. He's a gamer. Um, you know, he's, he's not the best quarterback Arizona's going to face by any means. Shit, he might be better than Braxton Burmeister, the way Burmeister's putting up stats this Braxton season. Burmeister, Bianca's cheese but, fortune? But, I've got to keep it uh, up. He's, you know, he's going to make mistakes. Uh, if I'm Nance, and I'm, I know I'll get to this question, you're going to throw some unique things at him. He's going to be on the road. No, it's not going to be a wild atmosphere, but he's going to be on the road, and it's going to be a difficult environment. But watching him, even against UCLA, um, he is the clear, at least in games, the clear best option that they have because you know the other options are shit <laughs> they're basically arizona last year almost but with yeah. a better quarterback they're super similar to arizona except last they year. actually have a better quarterback than we had uh yeah i mean they're they're i don't know if he's better than jordan mcleod yeah, that's but true. he's you know it, it's it's a very similar situation to arizona last year the difference is colorado is getting there after multiple years of the same coach Jed right. Fish is moving. It's just Jed Fish in. is moving in. This guy's moving it's out. It's completely opposite directions with the program. Man, I feel bad for this kid. I feel bad for no man. I know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Well, um, I was going to ask a question, but Jason literally just got up and walked away. <laughs> oh, he's back. There he is. Um, we had to go grab a very important drink situation. Not alcohol, though. That's I was some... trying to make it sound mysterious. So Jason just grabbed drugs and alcohol. Let's just, get this podcast that started. That Jack and Coke situation. You got to make sure it's not poisoned like a famous Shakespearean hero. Juliet. <laughs> Why do you keep saying Juliet? Romeo. Who's the poison? They drink okay, the poison. Juliet. Yeah, she drinks the poison that is actually a sleeping drought. And Romeo thinks she's dead because the priest has no communication at all in telling anybody anything. And then, obviously, when she wakes up, Romeo has literally just stabbed him. Wait, no, reverse it. I'm wrong. <gasps> you are so tricky. It's reversed. Yeah, I'm right. She stabs herself. Yeah, that's what I said. Romeo drinks the poison. Wow. Come, After thinking she was dead because she did drink a sleeping drought. Stay for the literary discussion. Man, that movie was really good too. I don't think it's a coincidence that we're discussing Shakespeare and the three dogs are sleeping instead of playing during the podcast for the first time ever. Well, one of them is named after Shakespeare character, so she loved it. Okay, back to football. Uh, Colorado does have some injury issues as well. 
that has led to a lack of depth at running back. Who should we keep an eye on? Yeah, so they don't really have a running back. <laughs> yeah. Alex Fontenot is the dude that you would watch, um, but he is doubtful for this week with an injury. Does not sound like he's going to play. Last game against UCLA, um, they started a walk-on redshirt freshman. Charlie Offerdahl, first start of his career, uh, obviously, redshirt freshman. 47 yards on 14 carries. The bus finished with just 51 net rushing yards because of the sack yardage. But even if you take away the 40 yards loss because of sacks, they only finished with 90 yards as a team. One guy I think can get more carries that I actually like that Arizona recruited a tiny bit is Anthony Hankerson. He's a true freshman, uh, played in his first game of his career, had 25 yards on seven carries. Not awful. What's super weird is uh, Deion Smith, who up until that point led Colorado in rushing, only carried the ball twice. So it's like, and Carl Durrell claims it's about consistency and all that. Charlie offered all is not the guy. You know, and, and when you take a look at running backs, it's relatively easy to recruit or at least find a guy to plug and play. The fact that they're having to put in a redshirt freshman is, is not a, a good sign. Uh, this is not a strong running team. They started a true freshman on the offensive line. Their offensive line, Shelby, has no seniors. It's like Whoa. the first time ever. They're an inexperienced offensive line. Um, I know I said this about Cal. It's a different animal. Cal at least had the depth and the personnel to move things around. Like that Cal game, they rebuilt their entire offensive line for Arizona. Colorado literally can't do that for this game. It's just not there. So the running back situation is not very good. I mean, Deion Smith and Hankerson aren't awful, but offer awful or dull. Awful, awful or doll. Wow, this is a really big word you just made up. Charlie offered awful doll. Okay. Um, Are you sure that's how you say no, it? No, it's offer doll. Say it one more I, time. It's offer doll, but I was making it awful doll. Okay, I got it. Um, you know, it, Fontenot is, is not bad, but like you take a look at Colorado's rushing and it, it just has not been there. Like they, it, it, and, and part of that is similar to like Arizona against Cal, similar but different. People wondered why, like, Jed Fish abandoned the run, and I don't disagree with it, but part of it is is time and, and circumstance. If you're down 40 points, you're not sitting there trying to establish the run. That uh, that doesn't do anything for you. And, and so it's it's tough to say, you know, if I'm Colorado, uh, you know, in Carl Durrell's dream world, he probably goes out in the beginning of the game and establishes the run. But it's just when you're down so much, it, it's hard. And you take a look, Deion Smith, has 30 carries for 175, which is really solid. 5.8 yards carry, but then he doesn't get, he gets two carries last game. Offerdahl has 113 yards in the season, which is a solid average for 4.7. Fontenot, 80 yards. You know, Hankerson, they'll play, but your Arizona's run defense has obviously been awful. This is the right opponent to get that back on track. I would be really surprised if Colorado goes out there and rushes for 200 yards. And if they, they do, there is a very, it's a serious problem to begin with, but there is a very serious problem if Colorado establishes the run and then does it well the rest of the game. It, it would surprise me quite a bit. Do you think Colorado's going to hold auditions like the night before the game for some of these positions? I mean, they already got a walk-on starting. Why not? Might as well. Okay. Um, are there any other skill position guys that are a major threat? Uh, Daniel Arias is a 6'4 wide receiver. He leads the team with 206 yards on the season. Just to sum it up, 
No other guy on Colorado has 100 yards receiving on the entire team. Okay. The leading receiver has 200 yards. Wow. <laughs> so, That's a whopping number. Um, to, to kind of put that in perspective, just so I don't want to go off the top of my head, you take a look at Arizona's receiving numbers, and they have uh, four guys with, well, I was going to say 200 or more, but Tanner, my boy, McLaughlin, has 199 yards. So we'll they have four guys with 199 yards. Michael Wiley with 78 yards would be the second leading receiver on Colorado, I believe. Arias is a big dude at 6'4", drops a ton of passes. Um, inconsistent, really He's got butterfingers. Brady Russell at tight end, I like him. He's a very solid tight end. He's doubtful for the game with an injury. Oh. He's probably... This is so dismal for Colorado. <laughs> I just... Uh... I mean, in my opinion, at least, he'd, he'd probably be a, a legitimate threat against Arizona. Like, he is not... Uh, he's not awful. You know, he, he's a, a big kid. Uh, you take a look at his numbers. He's the fourth leading receiver, seven for 52, which isn't great, but at least at, you know, 6'3", 250, he poses some issues. Uh, but he is doubtful. Jordan Tyson is a freshman wide receiver, two catches. You say, oh, that's great, until you realize he only has five catches on the year. Um, so Arias, statistically, has been... <laughs> They're uh, their best wide receiver. You take a look at the UCLA game. And the reason you take a look at the UCLA game, even though they got blown out, is you try to find a, a favorite receiver for McCown. Uh, it was Arias. And then he spread the ball out quite a bit. Tyson had the two catches, touchdown. Russell had four for 33. Um, RJ Sneed is probably another guy to watch out for. He's a 6'1 senior, but only six catches on the season. So when you look at statistics and talent, it's, it's difficult. There's not a lot there. But is that because of the quarterback or is that just because they're not very good? I lean towards them just not being very good offensively. There's not that game-breaking wide receiver. It shouldn't be a very big issue um, to be able to cover Colorado's receivers, even if Arias is 6'4". He's not that type of dude that's going to go out and, and dominate this game. Okay. Well, that uh, is other dismal news for Colorado. But we're here for Arizona because we back the A. Oh, hey. From Michael Luke. So is, in your opinion, or if you're Johnny Nansen, how is he approaching this game? So there's a few things, I think, in an ideal Johnny Nansen world that you want to see. Number one, you are, you are taking away the run. Colorado isn't a great run team to begin with, but making Colorado one-dimensional with a freshman quarterback on the road is a nightmare for Colorado. And I know that Colorado... I mean, even though I think Carl Durrell sucks, I think he's smart enough to watch film. And they're going to say, man, we can run the ball on this team. If they can't, it's over for Colorado before it even begins. So you're trying to say, you know what? We didn't do well against Cal. Let's run blitz. Let's stop the run against Colorado. Let's make them a one-dimensional freshman QB passing team. The other thing in an ideal world, and this sounds kind of disrespectful to Colorado, but I don't really care, is you try to get guys more snaps. Jerry Roberts, for instance, is playing way too much right now. And That's true. Colby Cage isn't playing great. Give Jacob Manu, stop making it 70 to 30 for Manu, or for Colby Cage. Make it 50-50. Malik Reed, Anthony Solomon, Jeremy Mercier, let's see what they can do a little bit. Russell Davis, Sterling Lane, let's see what they can do a little bit. Yeah. I'm not saying go out and play these guys 30 snaps. And obviously in an ideal world, you get up 
42 to 14 and you play whoever you want I mean, this anyway. is a good game to practice but this is a game where you should be able to win to get some younger guys while getting younger guys some playing time where if you play sterling lane or russell davis they're not going to make such a mistake that it's just going to destroy you against a team like colorado this is in oregon or usc or whatever you want to talk about so that would be and i would be aggressive you know it, it, you got to keep in mind this kid can watch film all he wants but it's still different than seeing it on the field and he started off pretty nicely, and then it wasn't so nice. If I'm Arizona, I'm running stunts at him. I'm making things a little confusing, and I'm trying to force turnovers because, again, I've said it enough, he's still a true freshman in his first road game, and there shouldn't be a situation where he comes in and plays above average against Arizona. Okay. Well, I found a Shakespeare quote oh. to sum up this whole podcast. It's from the Comedy of Errors, which, you know, Arizona playing Colorado is perfect. And here it goes. <clears throat> Am I so round with you as you with me that like a football you do spurn me thus? You spurn me hence, and he will spurn me hither. If I last in the service, you must case me in leather. Now you must back the AF. <laughs> Bear down. Shelby, I'm also a poet. Ooh, and you didn't know it? Roses are red, violets are blue. Colorado football is poo-poo. Will Carl Durrell be fired? All our media minds like to inquire. Ooh, bravo!